0: Hey everyone. This is Xenia Montana and welcome to another episode of People of Marketing podcast. I'm the founder and CEO of Planable, the collaboration tool for social teams, and I launched this podcast to take a sneak peek into the lives of top marketers. Every week we explore the story of their careers, the choices, mistakes, wins and imperfections of their work life. Today, uh, we're talking to Bianca Spada, the Global Senior Social Media Manager at Red Bull. Uh, She's overseeing the social media strategy at Red Bull, including over 30 projects across music, dance, and social innovation, with more than 50 social channels on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, as well as new platforms such as TikTok and Twitch. Bianca, thank you so much for making time and joining me today on People of Marketing podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, so I usually love starting this conversation by um, kind of walking a bit through your career and connecting the dots. Um, and one of my favorite questions to ask is, "What would you say was your first interaction with marketing, if you can remember it? Um, what do you think you know got you into marketing in the first place?"
1: That's a really good question. <laughs> I- I think it was one of those weird people that really enjoy ads. Um, I had this game with my mom for like we had to name the brand of the ad and the first one that got it right um, was kind of like one. <laughs> that specific segment of the game
0: you know there, there was, was actually an app for that there was a game like on you know a smartphone app specifically for that that was like showing you logos or
1: bits of ads and you had to guess <laughs> you would have probably enjoyed oh, no way. it <laughs> yeah no i i love that i i honestly love ads i love um video clips from music um i always like like storytelling i guess like the ability to sent across a message in less than a minute. I always felt that it requires a lot of creativity visually and from an audio point of view to fully create something that people can interact with and uh, ultimately they make a, an impact on their life or they'll go out and like buy it. I, I always thought it was really interesting.
0: Yeah, you have one of those, you know, looking at your LinkedIn profile, you have one of those Um, careers that seemed like it was you know strategically planned from the beginning you know you studied international marketing Uh, it, it seems like you were committed or you were dreaming about marketing since you were you know very very young is that so or did you did you have like a moment of doubt in the beginning where you were weren't really sure of what you want to do with your career?
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, don't don't believe everything that you see online. (laughs) On social media. (laughs) It's been carved over the years, but I I actually studied political science. I had no idea what I wanted. And after studying politics for about a year, I knew I was not going to go into that. Mm -hmm. And then I always kind of like look into... Why I didn't want to do and like kind like test different things, especially around marketing, I did marketing research, I did sales, and then ultimately, I was like well i really I really enjoyed social media. I think it has like a lot of potential, and a job came up helping um, a fairly new fashion and culture magazine called Idol Magazine in London back in, like, the early 2000, maybe 2010, something like that. And um, I kind of, like, got into it more and more. I started, like, figuring out different strategies to drive traffic, especially through social media and social media optimization of content. And ultimately, I was like, oh, I think I, I think this is what I want to do. And then another job lined up and another one after that. And um, before I knew it, I was down the rabbit hole for social media marketing. Why do you think you chose this specific part of the marketing world,
0: specifically, you know, social media? I know that you, you mentioned you were very passionate with, with the, you know, AdWords. And um, do you think it's like the snackable part of the social media that got you into, into this space? Because I know that you mentioned, you know, the, the power of conveying something in a very short amount of time, which, you know, fits well with social media in a way. Or, you know, what insights do you have about why you chose this specific
1: work in marketing? I think social media is by far the most exciting thing that is happening in society right now. Mm -hmm. We have only seen the tip of the iceberg. It has the potential to bring us together and closer to people that you cannot be physically with, which was proven over and over again over the last few months with COVID-19. It also has the potential to turn upside down countries. Like we've seen why it's done to Brexit. We've seen why it's done to the elections in the US. I think there's an overall fear that that will might play a role in the next elections happening next month in the US. So it's super exciting, but at the same time It is a place that I always wanted to get involved with the creativity. And now that I've been there for a while, I think there is a bigger role to play. And it comes to education, educating the communities and making a safer place. Legislation, putting in place rules for people to understand what you should or should not do, just like we have in society. And then infrastructure, implementing all those legislations. So ultimately, you make a place that everyone can enjoy and feel safe. Yeah,
0: that's a one of the major reasons why so many people, you know, go into into social media, and just the power of social media over society and, and human lives. And um, I can't agree more with you that it's it's probably one of the you know fastest moving parts of marketing and definitely one of the most exciting ones. I'm curious, you know, looking uh, again at <laughs> your profile, I see that uh, the first couple of years um, in your career, at least the ones on, on LinkedIn, um, you, you spent them in the editorial world, right? Um, so I'm curious if you, if you know, looking backwards, if you think that positioned you, that gave you like an advantage of going into social media, if that was, you know, probably like looking backwards, it makes so much sense. Um To start with an editorial uh career and then switch to social media, but what do you think about it? Do you think that like uh, gave you an advantage really helped you or what's your thoughts around it?
1: a hundred percent I think this is one of the things that probably gave me an advantage and also a differentiation with mm-hmm. other people because what would you do in a an editorial team is you have a topic and you find about what it is but also what are the most interesting angles and you look at seo what people are searching about this topic what what sort of questions they're asking about it and then you you create almost a story based on data based on what people are searching for based on what you can gather online offline and you already have a really good base to create content that is going to fly with your audience and it's definitely an approach that I have taken to every single brand that I've been because right now brands on social media should behave like publishers yeah so that the fact that I was coming from that world I had the insights to turn brands upside down and the, the best example for that was probably Deezer Deezer is a music platform very similar to Spotify and they had a a very small team of social media. And they would just basically take the playlist or take the cover and publish it. And when I was there, I looked at it. I was actually invited to join the team because the BP of cons was someone that I worked in the past with. She came to me and said, you need to fix this. Uh, we don't know what to do. We don't know what we're doing. And it was funny because music is one of again, one of the most exciting things that you could be talking about right now, they had access to amazing artists, global superstars like Ed Sheeran. And the only thing that was missing was that kind of like a sparkle of editorial uh, breeze, if you want to call it like that. So we set up the team like an editorial team. And every time we had a a day coming up like i remember it was rock and roll or rock day or something like that and we started looking at what kind of like angle school we taught and we actually landed with five songs that changed the course of history five rock songs and one of them was cranberry i think it was from the cranberry zombie mm-hmm. and how that song basically denounced some of the horrible things that were happening in Eastern Europe at that point and like how to put pressure on governments to take action and things like that. And you use that content to educate and inspire and ultimately create that connection with your user base. So the brand is at the forefront when they're thinking about music, when they're thinking about joining a music streaming service or downloading an app.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that sounds amazing. Uh, I wanted to also ask you about your current position at Red Bull. So uh, you moved from dessert to, uh, to Red Bull about two years ago. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing in your current position. What does it mean to be the global senior social media manager at Red Bull? What does your day-to-day look like? like? How do you start your morning? <laughs> How many meetings do you have a week? Um, How do you, you know, how do you maintain a productive week? How do you know? What does it mean to be you at work?
1: That's a big question. This (laughs) honestly hardly ever two days that are the same. There is so many meetings, a crazy amount of meetings, especially now in Corona times. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to like, keep a, a sense of sanity since you're working from home. So your personal space becomes your working space. So I start my day usually going to the gym. And if I'm lazy and it's raining and I can't be bothered to go to the gym, mm-hmm. I try to go in the evening. But I try to hit the gym at least three to five times a week and wow. just stay for 45 minutes. Kudos. 45 minutes for an, an hour. <laughs> I also live in Salisbury, which like is such a small town, and we go cycling everywhere. So everyone has their own bike. And even if you don't want to, you end up doing exercise that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I go, I go, I wake up, usually check my emails, see if there's anything urgent that I need to respond to. If there's something I would like, get on it as quickly as possible. If it's something much bigger, I usually end up heading to the office. If not, I go to the gym for 45 minutes. I go to the office, lots of meetings. We're quite lucky because we have such an amazing canteen at Red Bull, and it really helps you because one, you're surrounded by your colleagues, so like you can also catch up with them on things that, you know. Professional and uh, more personal stuff, and create that connection. But also, it gives you energy. It's really good food, and it gives you energy to continue your day afterwards. Like more meetings, more chats, more going to places, and uh, having chats with different agencies. They're also, I guess, luckily for us, the Rebel cans everywhere. So whenever you feel like you're dipping down, you can always uh, open a can of Rebel. And um I tend to leave the office usually around 6:30, 7. And if I want to go to the gym or I want to go for a drink with a friend or having dinner, otherwise I'll go home and like cook dinner and spend some time with my family and that's it. Going to sleep. Maybe watch a little bit of Netflix. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We, uh, talking, you know, about your position um, at, at Red Bull. If you'd have to, you know, choose three words to describe what it takes, you know, to be a global senior social media manager at Red Bull, uh, three words, you know, three adjectives um, or not necessarily <laughs> adjectives, just words to describe the the current position.
1: Uh, what would you use? I will say you need to be creative, mm-hmm. for sure. Creative, you, okay. You will be facing challenges literally not every day, but every hour. Your okay. team will come to you with like a series of challenges and you need to think out of the box. I will say you need to be hardworking as well. It's a big company. It gives you wings, like we always say. <laughs> yeah. But, um, the wins come at a cost. Let's just put it that way. Like it is a lot of hard work to get those wins. Right. And it's not, it's not, I wouldn't say it's for everyone repo, but the return is fantastic. Like you get to meet some amazing people and you work with some fantastic brands as well. And then the last thing I will say, probably not be too precious about sleep and traveling. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay good so Jen, then uh, just to summarize it creative uh, challenges hard working rewarding and less sleep <laughs> less sleep and more travel um at least you know, yeah. pre-coronavirus
1: <laughs> and post-coronavirus probably um yeah okay that's good uh, if I, if i may add one more yes. I, will, I will say empathy you empathy. you get to work with a lot of countries and you need to understand where they at, what mm. challenges, opportunities they have at a local level. But even at a personal level, sometimes your team is not 100% and you need to be there from a professional level, but also a personal level and create that connection that this is not just a job. Like, you are a person and you are treated as a person.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, going back to your career, um, I want to ask you, you know, we've all had this seemingly insignificant events, or they, they seemed like insignificant events at that time when they were happening to us in the past. Uh, but then, you know, times passes and, you, you know, you realize that those events actually changed our lives. Did you have anything
1: like that? It's funny because I I tend to look back and think about what are those moments. And there is one that is particularly important, hmm. um, that it is And I realized when it was happening as well, it was when I was 17 and it was when I was on the plane going to Switzerland. It was the first time I was moving out of Spain and I had a feeling from then on my life was going to be quite different. And it was like, I actually never moved back to Madrid. I lived in Switzerland. I lived in the UK. I lived in Austria. I live in France, um, Italy, and. What was
0: your what was your favorite place?
1: <laughs> oh, picking <laughs> really her child. <laughs> really hard one. <laughs> All the places have their pros and cons. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm in Austria, and one thing that I love, 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 which I never thought I was going to love, is. Um, is the green spaces and being able to go out to yeah. the mountains, and hike, and like be able to snowboard and have an amazing ski resort half an hour away from you. When I was in London, I was like, I will never move from London. This is everything <laughs> I need: like. shops, restaurants. I can eat food from all over the world, and it always is always good to take yourself from that comfortable zone um, and create something kind of like test yourself and see, like, what if the circumstances were different? Also, I think the the best of your work will come out from putting yourself in, like, maybe less traditional situation and pushing Mm -hmm. yourself.
0: More uncomfortable, yeah, situations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Kind of challenges you a bit, pushes your limits a bit. Um, Like with this entire, you know, like the past, you know, six months since March, since coronavirus has started, with you know we've seen this with humanity in general right like the spike of creativity online the things people were doing <laughs> um you know when they were locked in their house and you know in uncomfortable situations it was amazing so yeah I can't agree more with you on that one um so in this podcast I really love talking and just you know about the Stuff in our careers and the the highs. As you mentioned at the beginning, you know, don't believe what you see online. So I want to talk about the struggles a little bit and about you know uh, the challenges, the imperfections of your career so far. Um, and I want to you know I want to ask you what habit or skill did you struggle the most to develop in yourself? We're obviously never perfect. Um, so I'm curious, what was your what was your you know that one skill that you you're you tried very hard to improve in yourself.
1: That will be Excel. Mm. Excel like
0: documents. Like, like, doc, <laughs> like numbers and formulas and.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm dyslexic as well, so I'm just generally not good with numbers. Sometimes mm-hmm. not even good with letters or words, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I realized that in order to optimize content, you needed really to understand the numbers that you were producing. Yeah. And creating formulas and being able to use Excel for the purposes that you wanted, even if it was as simple as splitting a budget, it will speed up the way I was creating my strategy, but also it will help free up some time to do something else. And um, it's interesting because what I did is basically going into YouTube and learning different courses. Also, I went to Coursera, which is great, great place yeah. to learn new skills. And I started seeing how I was freeing up time. And I realized that social media was moving into a direction where it was a lot more creative in terms of like the, um, the tools that you are using. So it wasn't enough for you to understand how Facebook or Twitter was was working but you needed to understand how photoshop and premiere pro and right. after effects work and like create content sometimes it's as simple as to put in a couple of words or numbers on a picture like cut it and resize it for the right yeah. platform and, and
0: canva so, and other tools like that right like help a lot nowadays but still sometimes um you might need to you might need to go into those ones that, you know, you mentioned the Adobe suit and the creative suit and all of those. Um, but it's good that, you know, there's, you know, so many more, you know, tools out there that help with that. Um, but yeah, I can't agree more. You, you need to know that side of the social media, right? Like the, the design and the numbers side of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I can agree more. Canvas is great. But as you said, sometimes you yeah. don't have everything you need. <laughs> <laughs> true,
0: true. Um, was there anything you wish you knew when you were just starting out in social media? Like something unexpected about the social media marketing industry, Uh, something that no one told you about it and you found it out and you were like, oh, I did not expect this. Um, (laughs) Or if if you'd give yourself any advice uh, when you were just starting out, uh, what would that
1: be? Those those two questions packed together? Mm, Yes, that's a really good question. I think the best advice to give myself or anyone that wants to get into social media is that it's ever-changing. You will never be in your comfort zone. There's always gonna be new features. There's gonna be changes in the algorithm. There's gonna be platforms that go up, that go down, that become more relevant, less relevant. So to be at the forefront of that, to be able to follow the right people, read the right articles, Having a team that also is on top of that is going to be key for your success, for the success of the team, and also for the success of the brand that you're working on.
0: Right, and also, also, you know, coming back to you where you just uh, talked about uh, how versatile you need to be, right? And so, in social media, like it's not just about writing or or creativity. And, you know, you gotta know the numbers. You gotta know the you know the design part, and you always gotta improve yourself. Like, do Coursera you know lessons tutorials all of that so it's a very um like kind of like almost full stack <laughs> uh, hmm. type of job right like very all-encompassing uh, very diverse one yeah for Good. Sure. yeah so you know i have one more question uh for you before we wrap up with the with our um um, a rapid fire session. And uh, this question is a bit more controversial, but I, I think I'm getting the best answers with this. Um, and the question is, you know, what's one belief or buzzword that is trending today in social media or in marketing that it's, you know, annoying you or that you disagree with?
1: so many so many
0: <laughs> there's plenty buzzwords and trends in social media so there's a lot to pick from
1: <laughs> uh viral i hate viral <laughs> planning viral right <laughs> when people come to you and it's like we want this to go viral it's not something you can plan like there is some elements of it that you can control making sure that the content is good making sure that it's wow factor make sure there's a hook at the beginning to grab their attention but you never ever know how far this piece of content will go it might go a lot farther than you thought it might not go far at all mm-hmm. and, um, it really also depends on how you play the algorithm and even things that happen offline so at Red we tend to push content where the event is happening because we get a lot more eyeballs because people are talking about it and uh, organic reach will push that content forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's, you know, funny how people are trying to plan the unplanned, the unplanned thing. Right. Um, I guess, you know, social media is not something that you can, it's not like a, you know, exact science that you can just work around it and, and plan it. Um, it's yeah, there's a piece of magic in it. <laughs> um, good. So you know, moving forward, uh, I have uh, we have our rapid fire session. I have quick questions for you, quick answers. Um, and the first one is, what's your favorite uh, personal um, social media network? Where do you spend most of your time?
1: I have two. I love Instagram, and I also whenever I have five minutes and I don't really know what to do with those five minutes. I always go to TikTok. It's almost like a go <laughs> pleasure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel I, I you. It's definitely one of the most addictive ones <laughs> out there. Um, what's the worst advice you've ever received in your career?
1: Follow the money. It's probably the worst one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think you should do anything for money. Mm-hmm.
0: I've,
1: I've done it. That's why I can say that ultimately it just kills slowly your soul
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's a good one i mean a bad one but a <laughs> a good one <laughs> um what's your uh favorite app or or tool that you use at work
1: at work
0: yes.
1: um, premiere pro i love mm. premiere pro
0: yeah you're really into design right into uh, video and all of that
1: stuff um oh you gotta be these days <laughs> It's got to be. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, makes sense. And my last question in the rapid fire um, is, if you
1: wouldn't be doing what you're doing today, uh, what else would you do? You know, I was always in love with Egypt, the country. and oh, um, okay. The Farah Tutankhamun. I read so much about him. I watched so many documentaries. I was a tiny probably seven-year-old girl and i could tell you everything about his life i was obsessed with asian egypt pyramids everything that you can think of um and i always wanted to be an egyptologist always 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 and that dream kind of like started dying slowly but surely and digital kind of like took over but i think if um we wouldn't be in a world dominated by digital i might have followed my dream but i'm being in right now wow that's such an interesting one it's such a unique one <laughs> i have
0: to say <laughs> like nothing even close came to yours on this show <laughs> um this was such a such a great conversation bianca thank you so much um you know, for just taking the time to share your unique uh, story with our audience Uh, I really enjoyed it Uh, thanks a lot thank you so much for having me here it's been a pleasure and for everyone else listening in uh, thank you guys for joining and I, I hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget we have new ones every Wednesday subscribe to People of Marketing on your favorite podcast app and till next time